She blessed us in the first service, and I loved it so. And I was looking forward to it in this service. And then the choir sang, which was good. But I knew this was good, too, right? This was good. Amen, amen, amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Colossians, chapter 4. This will be our last sermon in the book of Colossians. I'll be honest, I almost didn't preach this sermon, and you'll understand why in just a moment. When I look to the last few verses of this, of this book, Paul is giving his final greeting. And it's customary in a lot of the, the writings, when Paul and others finished a letter, they would do personal greetings to friends, people who helped them, people that were close to them. And they would do that. And, and we're going to begin reading in verse 10 in just a moment. But as you'll see, Paul did not have friends like Joey, Luke, Preston. He had friends that had names that just, I have a hard time saying. And I just say, Lord, they don't want to hear me struggle through this. And he's just talking to a bunch of friends. What does that have to do with us? Well, the Lord convicted me and brought me back to this passage of Scripture because, you know, in life, every one of us have friends. And you think of your friends. You have different types of friends. You have some friends, like when it's your birthday, they give you a telephone call. You know that they're going to call you on your birthday. They've done it every year. You know they're going to call you. You have other friends that, you know, stay close. Other friends will pop in from time to time. You're going to have friends with, with different uh, thoughts, and, and you know that if certain subjects come up, they're going to get into it. And, and, you know, we all have friends like that. But in this passage of Scripture, as Paul was giving the greeting to his friends, there was a reason. There was a reason to give this greeting, and the same thing with us. Our friends, they make us, they help us, they, they are a part of us. And sometimes we don't tell our friends, thank you. Now, I know sometimes you probably want to strangle some of your friends, but, but also the friends are part of our life. You know, Paul was not only a soul winner, he was also a great friend maker. He was one that liked to make friends wherever he went. You probably have heard of individuals that have never met a stranger. Because if they're walking through and they don't know you, they put their hand down and say, hey, my name is. And they make a friend. And so here we find in, in Colossians chapter 4, again, where Paul is giving uh, this letter, giving personal greetings. He's conveying his spiritual concern for his friends. So let's go have fun, starting with verse 10. Chapter 4, Aristarchus, see, I do it every, it's Aristarchus, thank you, Preston, you're exactly right, Preston's one of my good friends, Aristarchus, see, why didn't we just put Preston in here, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, sends you greetings, as does Mark, Barnabas' cousin, concerning whom you have received instruction, if he comes to you, welcome him, and so does Jesus, who is called Justice. These also, I'm sorry, these alone of the circumcised are many co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. What's this one, Preston? Epaphras, 
who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. He's always wrestling for you in his prayers so that you can stand mature and fully assured in everything God wills. For I testify about him that he works hard for you, those in Laodicea and those in Hippolytus. Luke, the dear loved physician, Demas sends you greetings. Give me greetings to the brothers and sisters in Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her home. And after this letter has been read at your gathering, have it read also in the church of the Laodiceans and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And tell Archippus, pay attention to the ministry you have received in the Lord so that you can accomplish it. I, Paul, am writing this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be to you. Whew. Now, when we think of this, I know my first reaction was, okay, he had friends. Lord, what are you, what are you trying to, to tell us? Well, think of your friends for, the, for a moment. Think of the friends that you have. Paul was doing that. He was thinking of the people that were part of his life. One of the first things that that Paul does as he reflects upon his friends is that he thinks about these that are close to him. He, 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 He thinks of one that was with him in prison, who had traveled with him, who was close to him. As he, as he thought about these different individuals, he, he realized how they had an impact upon his life. One of the things that I want us to see as is, is we look at this together uh, this morning is that one of the first things that Paul says here is that he talks about those who stayed with him. You know, you have friends that have stayed with you. Uh, friends that have not abandoned you. Friends that have been there. And this is what Paul realized in his life. Uh, Aristarchus was one that, that, that was part of his life, that traveled with him, uh, was in jail with him, was there when there were riots. He, he realized that this friend never abandoned him. You got a friend like that? Who were with you in the dark times? who are with you when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Do you have friends that, that are, are like that? Or what about John Mark? He was another one that stayed with Paul. But John Mark, I, I really related to him, and I think you will too. John Mark was young in ministry. And when Paul and Barnabas took their first missionary journey, they brought John Mark with them. Because Barnabas was related to, to John Mark, and, and, and they brought him with him. But Paul became very frustrated and upset with John Mark because John Mark left them. Left them. We don't know exactly why. We don't know if he was immature. We don't know he just couldn't handle it. But he left them. And at first, Paul was very upset that John Mark had left them in their missionary journey. Now, you say, well, why would you mention that? Well, you know, we have all can relate at times. We have had friends that have left us and sometimes left us abruptly. And and sometimes we maybe would say, man, I I hate that. I I surely miss them. I, 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 I don't know why they left, but they just couldn't handle whatever was happening. But the unique thing about John Mark is you look at his life. He realized in that first case 
how young he was and, and, and that he had abandoned the ministry. But when Paul and, and Barnabas was taking the second missionary journey, Barnabas again said, let's take John Mark. And at first, Paul wasn't excited about that. But then Barnabas and John Mark left, and, and Paul got to realize, like we do sometimes with our friends, sometimes friends have things going on in their life. And John Mark had something going on in his life, but he, he, he withdrew, but he came back. Isn't that sometimes like our friends, sometimes they withdraw, but then they come back and they're involved again and they're doing God's ministry. That's what happened to John Mark. He came back. Friends do come back. John Mark not only came back, but God used him to write a book of the Bible. And so that was an exciting thing to me to see. You know, you've got one that was with him all the time, another one, and then the one named Jesus or Justice. It's not Jesus Christ. It's in that day, Jesus was a common name. and, and, And there was another one that was faithful and was there. And Paul was just being thankful for his friends that stood close. And even the one that left was that how he came back. But then... Over in verse 14, I believe it is. I might be jumping here. But then we find there was another friend. Let me find him. Verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, Paul said, a servant. He said, he is always wrestling for you in his prayers so that you can stand mature. Here Paul is saying, here's one of my friends. He's a prayer warrior. Here's a friend that I know that I can count on in any moment of my life. I know that not only is he going to pray, he is going to pray with, 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 with a fervent spirit. He is going to pray with all the intensity that a man can bring to a prayer. And, and Paul here is acknowledging that. He's also telling the believers that are reading this, he said, look, here's a man that had been praying for you even when you're all mixed up. I don't know about you, but I am so thankful for friends that pray for me no matter what. And I know you are too. Paul here is saying to this one, he said, you are that, that prayer warrior. You're the one that doesn't give up. You're the one that, that is constantly there. And he had that prayer life where he consistently prayed and fervently play, prayed. And it was personal to him. It was personal to him when he came to the point of prayer. It wasn't just something he did in passing. It was something that was personal. And if he knew the name, he named it. And and, and it was real to him. And he had something inside of him that it was so definite that he knew that the Spirit of God could be touched in prayer. And when he bowed on his knees and went before the Lord or, or knelt before the Lord. It was something that just took over him. And, and, and Paul was just saying, I am so grateful to have a friend like that. You know, it seems like when we do kneel and we bow before the Lord and, and we begin a, 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 a prayer, and, and it just seems like in that prayer time and that prayer with God, and as we put everything aside, and it, 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 we, we tap into the Spirit of God, and, and it is there as we are praying, it just reveals God's will for us. He prayed sacrificially. Prayer for him was something that he gave all that he had. And Paul was saying, I, I just want you to know that one of my friends and what he's done and he's praying for you that as this letter goes to this church and to that church and to this church, he is praying for you. 
We have friends sometimes, we don't even know it, that are praying for us, and we need to be grateful for that. But then sometimes we have friends that stray. Paul mentions a friend. He talked about Luke, who was a dearly loved physician, but then he mentions a, 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 a friend named Demas. Now, Demas is mentioned three times, three different references about him. But Demas's problem, and you know what? Every one of us is going to be able to relate to this. Demas's problem was that his sin was that he loved this present world. Now, we've got friends like that, don't we? We have friends who are so wrapped up in this world. To them, it's all about this world. They're completely wrapped up in this world and have not allowed themselves or allowed God to show them what's coming in the next. Many of us have expressed our blessing from yesterday's service, from the memorial service for Bud, how we were touched. How we would love to do that every day. It was such a blessing. And it was. But as much as a blessing as that service was, and I'm not putting it down one iota, when you compare that, what's going to, what it's going to be like in heaven, it doesn't even come close. You see, if we get so wrapped up in this world, and we think our joy and everything is in this world, we're missing the greatest part of life. We're missing what's coming next. You know, there's some people today that are so wrapped up in this present world thinking that this is what it all matters to to have this certain level of achievement and having this certain level of status and and, and this certain level of materialism and and all these things. And and that's their focus. Those things are great, but when you focus in on heaven, there's no comparison. We have friends like that, don't we? This is what Paul is saying. He said, he, I said, I love Demas. But his sin is that he loves this present world and cannot take his eyes off the flesh and the lust and the things of this world and not realize what's coming in the next. He said of his friend Demas, he said, Demas, you have a religious veneer. And those of us that know what veneer means, it's a thin layer. And he said, Demas, you can have a lot more than that thin layer. You see, we have friends like that. We can relate to that. He was wasting his life in the wrong thing. He was focusing on the present and missing out of the joy to come. Then Nympha. Nympha most likely is a woman. But here's the interesting thing. Now again, a woman. Paul mentions her in a letter. You know why he mentioned her? Because of her faithfulness of starting churches in her home. I don't know if you saw the video, well, you saw the video that we showed earlier, but picked up on when he said how they are starting churches and homes. That's how it was done in the early years. They started at homes. Nympha allowed, had the faith, the willingness to allow that church meeting to take place 
in her home. And Paul is saying, thank you. He said, thank you for doing that. Paul was was concerned that the word of God be read and studied. And that's why he also said at the end, after he mentioned his friends, and look at the look at the the variety of his friends. Look at the you'd say, well, they weren't all perfect. Well, are all of your friends perfect? No. You see, Paul, they were still his friends. Did he like everything they did? No. But he prayed for them. He was concerned about them. It shows us what we should do with our friends. But even though Paul was seeing here, he said, I, I want you to take the letters and I want you to read them. I want you to read them in church. You know, that's why sometimes when I hear churches say, we're going to do away with reading the scripture because you have your own Bible and you can read it. That, that, just, that just infuriates me because I know how little we read our Bibles and we do need to hear the words of God. In one church, preacher trying to bring that point home, one Sunday got up and he just began reading the Bible out loud. After 20 minutes, he sat down. You can imagine the people's reaction. It's like, was that the sermon? Is he going to get back up and preach a sermon? All he did was read scripture. But we forget how important that is. Reading the word of God. Even today, you can go to certain devices and hit play, and it'll read it to you. Believe it or not, I even had it reading to me again this morning, trying to remember how to say these words. And, but you know, each time I slowly picked up a little bit more, and maybe by this time next year I might know how to pronounce them. But, uh, you know, we need to see the importance of the reading of God's Word. Then Paul, the lastly, said, Paul reminded Archippus that his ministry was a gift from God. He said, and tell Archippus, pay attention to the ministry you have received in the Lord so that you can accomplish it. Again, one more friend saying, hey, you might not think your ministry is that important, but Archippus, stay faithful. Don't give up. You only might have 10 people today, but that's, you stay faithful. Whatever the case may be. You see, Paul was trying to tell his friends in wherever they were, in whatever condition, to stay faithful and to look to him. I think it reminds us with our friends, we need to be thankful for them. We need to see that we are complete in Jesus Christ. And Paul was trying to remind us of that, of completeness comes from knowing the Lord. And Paul wanted to remind his friends to, to bind together in the name of the Lord. Be devoted and see that we are complete when we find ourselves in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for friends who have helped us in ministry, who have helped us in life who gave us encouragement, who stood by us, gave us uplifting phone calls, put their hand on our back, didn't abandon us. Lord, we thank you. And Lord, may we see the importance to pray for our friends and find that, Lord, it's not just about this earth, but Lord, also to the world to come, our heavenly home. 
And Lord, the joys it will bring. And Lord, we're grateful. Lord, just be with us this morning. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. Would you stand and join us?